for the fish cast. So fish, they've got so DraftKings is what I saw has uh, some odds up on college football. Uh, on really right now, I think it's they don't have the they don't have win totals yet. They do have uh, futures on uh, the national championship game and on a Heisman Trophy too. So we'll, we'll knock out both of those. Uh, to a surprise, a surprise to no one. Georgia plus three thirty is the favorite uh, going into the offseason. Ohio State at plus four seventy five. Texas at plus seven fifty. Alabama, Oregon, LSU are all plus twelve hundred, and then you've got Michigan plus fourteen hundred, Ole Miss plus fifteen hundred, Florida State plus two thousand. Uh, you go down the list, Miami is plus seven thousand. And Florida is plus 15,000. Uh, anything early stand out to you? Florida is plus what? 15,000. To win a game or win the national title? Win the national title, win a game. Shoot, we'll all jump on that one. They'll beat somebody. I yeah, hope. I mean, listen, that's all. That's all. I, I don't think Florida's ever been plus 15,000. <laughs> any year that we've been covering up. But, no, um, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you saw Georgia. Georgia should have probably made the playoffs last yeah. year, and that's a very yeah. – I mean, they got their quarterback coming back, Carson Beck, so it's another year Carson Beck, another year of them with a loaded roster. Um, who's really in that East going to compete with them? I do think one team that is a sleeper for me is Tennessee. Um, I love yeah. – I love – they're a young quarterback. You saw them in the uh, bowl game. I think they got one of the top young quarterbacks in college football. You saw what Josh Heupel had done two seasons ago when he had an actual quarterback. Uh, Milton had a lot of talent, but he was it's, – it's basically he didn't know which Milton was going to show up. Yeah. Um, they have a true quarterback next year. Probably the most talented quarterback Heupel's had, uh, even more than Hendon Hooker. This kid has all the same tools. Tennessee's been building – I think they're a team that can be dangerous next year uh, in the SEC. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with Alabama. They lost a lot of players. They got a new coach. I'm a big fan of their new coach. I know others are not. I think Kalen DeBoer's one of the lead coaches in college football. I don't think it was an accident what he did. Uh, do I think it's going to be tough? Yes. They expect, we've talked about it. Alabama expects to play for a national title every year. Um, the one year he doesn't make the playoffs, which will probably be next year, or if they do make it, it's going to be at an as an at large uh, bid. But you know, I, I do like I said, I think Tennessee, Georgia will be the two top teams with LSU there as well. LSU's young quarterback, you saw he he played very well in their bowl game. I think LSU, Brian Kelly's done a good job of recruiting. So those three teams, and I mean, Old Miss has half the transfer portal on their team. So um, they don't recruit out of high school at all. They basically oh, just open the portal and let everybody come in. So it'll be interesting to see. That could be one of those situations. We've talked about it. The portal teams, it's going to be year to year. They either going to – Ole Miss will either go 11-1 and one or they'll go, they could go 8-4 and four if that thing implodes. Yeah, like – like you know, like Lane Kiffin is now like the Bob Huggins of college football, you know. Just just give me give me give me <laughs> just give me your former wares, all of them. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the running rebels, man. Exactly. You know? It's a Jerry Tarkus, Bob Huggins. This is old groups right there. Um, 
two teams that kind of stand out for me that that are that are that second tier group. Penn State's plus twenty five hundred. You feel like this is kind of one of those years that if James Franklin can kind of get past that Ohio State Michigan uh, roadblock, this is the year of Michigan new coach. A lot of lost a lot from last year. They're really kind of in a rebuild year. Ohio State, yeah, you know, Will Howard at quarterback, and you know, this is the first year they're not going to have. I love Will Howard. I do love Will Howard, but he's not the dynamic presence that they're used to having at quarterback. And I'm just curious to see how that thing goes this year. Um, and we'll talk about Chip Kelly jumping over there in a second. But yeah, yeah so there's that. Yeah, I, I mean, Penn State's going to have the best backfield in college football. Yes. Um, they got two great – they got a quarterback that has a ton of talent that he showed. He, 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 he like I mean, he, yeah. He, he, the excuses are double draw. He's got yeah, a fucking step up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's got NFL talent, but he needs to stop playing like Penn State quarterbacks play. I mean, if whatever it is, they put that uniform on. I mean, look, Aller had 25 touchdowns and two picks last year, and you would not know that unless no, you just because like the games that you watched him play, and he just couldn't do anything. And you're just I mean, like, 73 percent against um, Maryland, he was 65 percent against Michigan State, and then Rutgers and Michigan, he was 46 and 45 percent. Like, there's he's either all in or all out. It's just crazy how good he can be at yeah. some moments. And in other moments, just be so average. Um, but you know what? He's he's going into his second year as a starter there. He needs to step up. Like you said, this is the year for him to break through. And and if you're going to have a good year, Penn State, there's a lot of new teams coming into the uh, Big Ten uh, or whatever they call it now. Um, they don't have a terribly hard schedule. They play West oh. Virginia to start the season, Bowling Green, Kent State. Illinois, UCLA, USC, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Washington, Purdue, Minnesota, Maryland. They don't have Michigan on their schedule this year. So the one game they have to overcome is Ohio State, and they get Ohio State at home. Get them at home, yeah. Like I said, I think they, you know, they're not, I don't think Ohio State's going to be as dynamic on offense with Will Howard, you know, so I think there's a spot there. The other team I look at is a team you love to, Missouri, uh, plus 3,000. They are a tough football team. You talk about they really were physically tough. Like, if there was a 12-team playoff this year, Missouri Kemp is that team that you just didn't want to face because they were seen to be playing really good football in the best time. Well, they got – I think they got one of the best wide receivers in college football, Luther Burden. I really, really am high on him. And, and listen, he's he's produced uh, last year at 86 receptions and 1,200 yards and nine touchdowns. They don't just have him. They they are a loaded offense. Uh, I was a. It's crazy, Corey. I'm always a year. <laughs> I, I I predicted that Louis uh, uh, Missouri would be good two years ago. I thought that they would get it done. They didn't have a quarterback. They found a quarterback last year. Burden and their other receivers are very talented. They're a tough team, like you said. They're you know you don't want to play them. They're the type of team, especially at home. They played Georgia tough two years ago, almost beat them at home. They've beaten Florida at home. They are very tough to beat on home at home, and they don't get blown out. Uh, you're yeah. in, they you just don't see them get shellacked in a football game. I mean, last year they lost to Georgia thirty to twenty one. They beat Tennessee thirty six to seven. They beat Florida. Uh, in a close game, they beat Arkansas 48 to 14. 
and they beat Ohio State. And yeah. that, that team that they beat, yeah, Ohio State had a lot of guys missing. But this Missouri team has a lot of these guys coming back um, from last year. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens to this team. Yeah, I look at like how they ended the season. It was, well, you know, they beat those Tennessee, Missouri, Ohio State. I mean, Tennessee, Arkansas, Ohio, they beat them up. Yeah. They beat them bad on them. They just beat them up physically. Like, we saw that. We were, I think we were both talking in that Arkansas game. Like, Arkansas was just like, no mas, please. Like, yeah. y'all just start taking some knees or something because this is just a, this is a brutal beating. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, you just look, they, they're, like I said, they're a very good football team. Um, I think they're going to have a monster season next year. That they're that East has kind of, it's. I'm not saying they've taken over the West, but the top end of that conference is very tough. So yeah, yeah. Like I put Missouri above any team in the West right now. Like it's. I mean, I don't know where Oklahoma and Texas are going to be, but I put them above. I would put them above Texas, but I put them above Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, and above like Ole Miss and LSU, given that LSU is going to be a little bit of a rebuild this year and some other things. Like, yeah. I, I love Missouri. Um, so a couple other, there's a lot of coaching movements, but the one that really sticks out, obviously, Chip Kelly leaving UCLA to go to Ohio State to be the OC. He and Ryan Day have some history. They coached under him when Chip was at New Hampshire. Uh, when you heard about this move, what was your what were your thoughts? Um, a little desperation, I think, um, you know, Bill O'Brien was the coach and, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm curious to see where Chip's at. I, you know, I've always told you he's a very smart guy, um, but he had a lot of success, but that was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. he, most, if you look at UCLA, they never were one of the better offenses in the, in the, in the PAC 12. Um, his teams never got to the level they were at Oregon. And I, I think it's one of those situations where they're trying to go back in the time machine and bring back this great offense. I don't think Ohio State's problem is offense as much as it is identity. What is Ohio State's identity? They're not – they play in the Big Ten, but they play Big 12 football. They're, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I mean, like I said – Chip's teams at UCLA were not just lining up in power football. He liked he he tried to throw it and be aggressive, but their teams never got there. I don't I really don't know what to think of it other than if this thing was 15 years ago, yeah, I'd say what a great move. But this seems like one of those moves where you know, like you bring in that old vet and you're like, oh, we're gonna win a championship because this guy has. He's done it before. Well, yeah, he's done it before, but when when did he do it? It was so long ago that most people have forgotten about it. Yeah. Jed Fish leaves Arizona, goes to Washington. I there's a money play there. Obviously, Washington paid him a little bit more, but I thought it an interesting time to leave Arizona. You had that thing. I mean, they were they probably were going to be the favorites their first year in the Big 12, and with the playoff situation on the line, it was an odd time for him to leave that job. Well, it's odd because it took, I mean, it really took a Herculean effort to rebuild that Arizona team. And, I mean, they were, you've got to look at them next year. I I don't know if they're in the Big 12 next year. Yeah. Uh, they're they're going to be a favorite or a scary team to play. They got a great quarterback, a great receiver, 
They've got a lot of guys coming back. I don't think most of those kids went with him to Washington. Washington's a rebuild. Uh, they lost their quarterback. They're losing all their receivers. I, I think they lost all five starters on the old line. Um, that's a team that's going to be lucky to get to 500 next year. Uh, their team left, um, yeah. and there's yeah. just not a lot of talent there. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, they did get a quarterback. I forgot where they got a transfer. They didn't get, they didn't get Noah, though. Which I thought Noah was going to go to Washington. Noah, Noah, Pifida—that's his name. They're yeah, yeah, start. yeah. They didn't get him, but I do think that they had signed a kid or got a kid out of the transfer portal. Okay. Um, that went with um the coach from Washington that went to Alabama. He decided to stay, uh, committed to um Washington. I forgot who it was, but I I just think they're going to really struggle next year. Um. At the, on that team, they just were a heavily senior laden team, and then they lost their coach. And like I said, they got they got decimated um, in the in the portal. Uh, UCLA losing Chip Kelly, they decide to hire Deshaun Foster. Seems to be a well regarded hire in most cases. He was the uh, he worked under Chip Kelly's staff. I think he worked under Jim Morris' staff there too, and he had just taken the running backs coaching job at the Las Vegas Raiders when they came back. Former Bruin apparently gets high marks as a recruiter. Uh, I don't know a lot about him as a coach, but I do know that he seemed to be very well respected. Um, what do you think of that move? I think it's very similar to Washington. Uh, there's not a lot of talent that's left behind. Uh, Chip did a Chip just didn't do a good job of recruiting. Um you know, the, the talent on that football team is it's I think he saw the writing on the wall that he was going to the Big Ten with the team that uh, had lost their uh, star recruit. They had a quarterback that ended up transferring yeah. to Oregon that uh, Dante, I believe his name was Dante Moore, who was super, super talented. I think UCLA's in for a rough year. And uh, I mean, Deshaun, listen, UCLA gave Chip Kelly a long time to get that thing going and he didn't really get it to where it needed to go. I think they're going to have to do the same thing with Deshaun. I mean, they're moving to another conference. UCLA is not, they're not a real good fit in that conference. They're not a power football team. They're not going to line up and just smash mouth. And they really don't, I, they don't have quarterbacks. I don't, I don't know where UCLA is going to go uh, for a quarterback this year, but I see that team, they're going to struggle to go 500. I think. Yeah. Yeah. All right, a little something closer to home. Great Miami native, one of Miami's favorite sons, Teddy Bridgewater, retires from the NFL, coaching Miami Northwestern High School. That's a, I love that. I love that story. I love that he's going back there. What what do you, we've known Teddy for a long, you've known Teddy for a really long time. You were the one that told me about Teddy when he was like a freshman. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Teddy coming back to his old stomping grounds? Well, we ran, my son and I ran into him this year at a football game and he, you know, took a picture with my son and he was, I, you would have had no idea that this guy played in the NFL. I mean, he's one of the most humble human beings there are. He's not flashy. I mean, he had like a little minivan that he was driving around. This guy, <laughs> I think he saved every dollar that he's made playing in the NFL. And I, I, you know, he, he could only be a great thing for Northwestern. It's not the easiest schools to, you know, to coach at. 
Um, you know, you got to win. I mean, they had a coach win three championships and for three years in a row, Max Edwards, every year that he won, they were trying to fire him. So it's, it's, you know, you have to hope that those fans in the community uh, know Teddy so well that there, you, you gotta be a little more lenient here and there. It's gonna, you know, that program is still behind North uh, Miami central. Um, they're behind Booker T they're behind um, you know, some of the other teams that they're going to go against. It's going to take some time to get those players back to Northwestern. There's a lot of kids they could pull from, from that area, but you know, how Northwestern is, they usually have that one young group that comes up together. That's how Teddy's group was. That's how Jacory's group was that one young group. And those guys all come up together and then eventually they win that state title and they maintain it year after year for like two or three years. They haven't had that. Uh, that I'm not saying Northwest is depleted of talent. They have one of the top young receivers in the country, Calvin Russell, who will be a five-star kid. But they do not have the same talent that Miami Central has right now, not what Booker T has, what Miami Norland had last year. So they have to make a move. Uh, Teddy should do a good job. But, you know, they're going to have to be a little uh, patient with him as well. Well, I hope they are. I would, I would expect they will be. Um, you know, he's a he's a he's a you know he's a, he's a special name down at Northwestern High School, down in that community, down in the city of Miami. Really, he is, and I'm glad he's back. It just seems like it seems like a perfect fit in life. Like you said, I think he saved all of his money from you know the NFL, so he seems to be in a good spot financially, and I think he could do a lot for the, uh, for the kids in that area. You know, he's got a wonderful head on his shoulders, always has. Well, I think we killed it this week. I ain't gonna lie. I think we should probably do these more often. People will say, you know, you should do these podcasts more often. Well, listen, we're old. We get sick. We get tired. All right. We got stuff going on. Fish has got, he's a travel baseball dad. I got like five jobs. All right. We, we get to it where we can get to it, but we do, we give you some quality and we'll get some, uh, We'll get some coaches on this year and get back and have some fun with that. We got a lot of a lot of them out there. A lot of a lot of coaches owe us a visit. Fran Brown talking to you, man. When we talked to Fran Brown, he was just a lowly assistant at Rutgers. Then he becomes a big time assistant at Georgia. Now he's the head coach at Syracuse. I think Fran Brown owes us a call. And what yeah. about our boy Charlie Partridge, who's now in the NFL? Mr. Big Time, NFL guy. I think he owes us a phone call, too. A few people out there owe us some phone calls. You know who you are. Yep, I agree, man. Yeah. Well, we leave this. Of course, our um, our producer, we think, is still Justin Otto. Have you talked to Justin recently? Nah, it was his birthday, so. Oh, well, happy birthday, Justin. I hope you got... I hope you got that new trailer of Grand Theft Auto 6 or whatever you were hoping for for your birthday. You got some, you got one of those video game seats and uh, like a, a steering wheel or whatever you get with video games. Those things are, I'm lost in the video game. But Justin Otto is still our producer. My name is Corey Lawn. It's Charles Fishbine. We'll be back soon. Thank you for listening. As always, uh, you can reach us at The Fish Podcast on Twitter. And yeah, that's about it. We, you know, that's where you can reach at Twitter slash X. So we're all good. And uh, another great week. And we'll be back really soon to talk about 
more stuff that's going on. Like I said, we love coaches. Spring football starts before you know it. It starts in like a couple of weeks. It's almost March. Can you believe that? Christ. Anyway, so we'll have plenty of stuff going on. So any, any, any final words, Fish? Nah, I'm good. All right. Thank you all for listening. Take care. Take it easy.